right, Mana, Module 8. We are talking about faith uh, that works. Module 8.4 is your faith potential is unlimited. We are living in days of unprecedented moves of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Around the earth. You know, there's over about every week, there's another 500 churches opened every week. Somewhere in the world. The Spirit of God is moving in an incredible way around the earth. And it's exciting to see what is happening. There are incredible opportunities and challenges. And this is a due season for Excite Church, I believe. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Yes? There is a harvest. Do you think the Lord wants to save more people in Kerry Kerry and the surrounding district? Yes or no? Yes. yes, he does. There is a harvest there. It is a due season before Jesus comes again, whenever that will be. God has a whole lot of things that he wants to get done, and we will need to grow in faith to keep up with God. Many Christian endeavors are shipwrecked because of faith that is too small. People do not have sufficient faith for it, yes? And so many Christians are rendered ineffective because of unbelief, that dreadful inability to trust God. They wallow in uncertainty and low self-esteem. They just simply believe, don't believe that Jesus can turn water into wine. They don't. So they don't give him the water they have. They don't surrender and give God an opportunity. They don't sow seed to expect a harvest. They don't give him any bread or fish either. But they're still looking for something to happen. But, you know, underneath is they don't believe God can change things. And we have a whole generation of people, we'll come on to this in a minute, who, the new, us older ones, have seen God do stuff. I have stories as long as my arm of what I have seen with my own eyes God do. But the next generation needs to see their own miracles. And see, need to see God do stuff. Hallelujah. And so there needs to be a rising in faith. They don't believe the Bible when it says at the scent of water, a stump cut to the ground will send forth shoots again. This was one of my... <laughs> Man, did I know this scripture. Because I was the stump cut to the ground. This is what it says, and it's underlined in this Bible. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And its new shoots will not fail. Hallelujah. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet, at the scent of water, it will bud, put forth shoots like a plant. Yes? So I used to pray, I said, Lord, I know I've been cut to the ground, I've just thoroughly deserved it. Man, there's only an old stump left. Hallelujah, there's nothing coming out. But he said, just hang in there, son. Just hang in there, because there's going to come a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, and you'll start putting out shoots again. Hallelujah, and your branches will start going over a wall. Just, there's hope. There's always hope. The gospel is a gospel of hope. The gospel is a gospel of restoration. No matter sometimes our life, we feel like we're cut off at the knees. Life deals with us a blow and we're down and we're out. 
But hallelujah, that stump can put forth shoots again when the Spirit of God starts to move. That is our hope. There is a need for Christians to come to maturity, especially in this area of faith. God wants to increase our capacity to believe him. Mark 4 and verse 40. Wow, I, this, is, this, is, this is good. I love this sort of stuff. Mark 4 and verse 40. Is that what it says? Jesus calms the storm. Remember, the disciples got in the boat. They said, let's go over the other side. The storm comes up. The boat's getting swamped. The water's coming in the boat. What's Jesus doing? Sleeping. He's sleeping on the back seat. Yeah. And, 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 and the disciples say, wake him up. Come on, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? So he gets up, verse 39, rebukes the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down, was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm. They were terrified. They asked each other, who's this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This was, this was, this was Jesus in action, yeah. <laughs> but he was disappointed that they did not have faith. He expected them to do something with it. The disciples' faith was insufficient. And they were chided by Jesus for having no faith. But he didn't say they couldn't have it. He expected them to have it. Matthew 17, let's talk about faith. Matthew 17. What did Jesus say? He said, if you have faith, what? As small as a? Okay, so we know the story, don't we? Matthew 17 and verse 14. And um, he comes to the crowd. A man approached Jesus and knelt before him. And Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and suffering greatly. often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus cried, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. He's a bit browned off. That they didn't have the faith to move in this. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of the boy, and he was healed from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Or because of the littleness of your faith. I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be impossible, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I, I read that for years. I just think I would read that, and I would say, I don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. I've got faith, but I, there's a lot of mountains I can't move. You say, I've got faith as small as a mustard Man, that a small mustard seed. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. My dad used to say, if you read something in the Bible, you don't get it. It's like eating fish. You eat the fish, leave the bones on the plate, and you might come back to it another time. You don't understand everything you're in. For years, I never understood it. Well, Lord, I don't know what. I don't get it. I don't understand that about faith. And then one day, I'm reading Matthew 13. And I went, what? Matthew 13 and verse 31. Where is it? He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And my, all of this, this day, I'm like, a mustard seed. I'm like, yep. What's coming next? Often when I'm reading the Bible and I get a moment like that, I don't look at the next bit because <laughs> I know something's coming up. And I think, hello, riddle, uh, you know, Revelation. the bell goes off in my spirit. Oh, something's coming, Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to get it. 
You know, I can be as thick as two planks with these things, but you just need to help me. You talk, what is coming up next? I'm ready. Whatever it is, I'm ready. Then I read it. It's like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come. And I said, I've got it. Mustard seed faith is a faith that grows. That's the principle. Not that it's small, but it has the potential to grow and grow. The, 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 the number of times that mustard seed multiplies to become a huge tree that the birds of the air is many thousands of times, yes? And Jesus, the Holy Spirit, said to me, that's the faith I want you to have. Faith that keeps growing, you see? Hallelujah. I said, I get it. I get it. I get it. Hallelujah. I can have a better level of faith. Everything God touches grows. You see, everything comes from a seed. And when the seed is planted, it begins to grow. You and I started as a seed, yes? Hallelujah. And we've multiplied ever since. This church did. It was a seed thought, just a vision. Paul and Ruth, let's start a new church in Kerry Kerry. It was just a dream, just a thought, just a seed idea. Look at it now. Look at it in a few years' time. Every plant, every animal, every business begins as a seed. Everything God does starts as a seed, yes? Great inventions start as a thought. I wonder if. I wonder if. And then they think, yeah, let's try this. Something happens. It starts with a seed. I'll talk about uh, one time uh, next year. We'll talk about everything is created twice. But we'll get to that later. Every marriage is a seed. When I got, so I thought, this is the woman for me. Yes? A seed of love. It just, wow! A possibility. I thought, goodness me. I remember I was teaching at Kaitai College and Sophia came up. We were just starting to go out with each other and she came up and it was the prize giving. And she just looked, she'd been overseas and she was as brown as and long blonde hair and she was just stunning. And, and, and the other teachers are thinking. Anyway, comes to morning tea time and... Uh, and, 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 and we're sitting around the table and the, and the other us science guys will be sitting around the table at morning tea time and an old, um, what was his name? Chris. Chris. Chris says, he says, mate, he says, there must be something more to you than what we can see. <laughs> how, how, on, we've, said, we've been talking about, how on earth can an ugly joker like you attract a woman like that? I said, well, it's just right. There's more to me than what you can see. It's letting your hair down, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's still a mystery to them to this day. <laughs> and to a lot of other people, I might add. But there it is, you see. The Alpha Course. I don't know you know the Alpha Course that sends millions come to the Lord through this course. 
It was written in Holy Brompton Church in London. It's Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity, Brompton. It's in Brompton, isn't it? Holy Trinity Church in Brompton, yes. And it was written by the minister there and just sat there for years. And nobody just wanted to use it. It was just a course that was there. And then one day, the Holy Spirit began to breathe on the seed. And it's gone round the world and nation after nation after nation after nation. And been a great blessing. We are born again. 1 Peter 1.23 For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. When you gave your life to Jesus, hallelujah, a seed of Holy Spirit life was planted in our lives. Amen? And it just keeps on growing. Sophie's taking three different foundation classes at the moment each week. And, and the ones that have just got saved are in there. And, and they're just, you know, just a few weeks. But this seed is, shh, they're growing like mushrooms. Hallelujah. It's just wonderful to watch. It starts with a, a seed. Yes. Here we go. Yes. I want to give my life to Jesus. A simple thing. But the Holy Spirit comes. And a seed is planted by the imperishable word of God. Every seed has the potential for growth. It may be locked away for years. I remember, I read the story. They, you know, when they found Pharaoh's tombs and, the, and, the, and their pyramids and things like that, and uh, they'd been there for 4,000 years. And they got, they thought, let's get the seeds out because they would give them seeds to plant in the next life so they'd have a harvest and they, <laughs> they were in the, in the coffins, you know. So they brought these seeds out, planted them, and up they came. They'd been sitting there dormant for 4,000 years, yet the life was still in them. That's the power of a seed. And when God plants a seed in our hearts, hallelujah, it has the potential to keep on growing. Given warmth and water, seeds can grow. The Holy Spirit comes like water to crack the hard seed coat and release the life of the seed. Then with the warmth of encouragement, that little plant can grow and grow and grow, every great idea starts as a seed. A seed. Hallelujah. Everything starts with a seed. Somebody said any fool can count how many seeds there are in an apple, but only God knows how many apples there are in a seed. Wow. Think about that. And the seed idea that God has placed in your heart and placed in my heart, it has the potential of, uh, only God knows the potential of that seed. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, <laughs> when it grows, hallelujah, nothing shall be impossible. And so we need to encourage ourselves to let our faith grow. Your faith potential is unlimited. There is no limit to how far your faith and my faith can grow if we will only encourage it. And you're doing that right here tonight. As the word of God is going into you, as you hear faith comes by, hearing, hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so every night you come and sit, every time you open your Bible, hallelujah, you are nurturing the seed of life that God has given to you. The dreams, the potential that is there. By faith we will be able to accomplish that which God desires. Faith cannot stay at one level. It does not take faith to maintain the status quo. No. See, it may have taken faith to get to that level, but it does not usually require faith to stay at that level. 
you see, because you've already got it. You don't need faith. You don't need to faith for what you've already got. It will take faith to move on. Faith can grow and grow. Once faith begins to grow, nothing is impossible. And by faith, we will be able to accomplish what God desires. Hallelujah. Faith is not you and I getting what we want. Faith is getting God what he wants. When you click on to the seed idea and you read something in the scripture that God says is possible and your spirit latches onto that thing, hallelujah, and you know this is what God wants, then you can rise in faith. You Sometimes I, I, have, I have stumbled and, and been uncertain when it's something that I've wanted. But I tell you what, when I click on to what God wants, you can't, you know, like a dog with a bone. Once I know it's what God wants, hallelujah. I'm there and I've got all the faith for him. Don't always have the faith for what I want, but I have faith for what he wants, yes. Once I know what his will is, I'm into it. And I'll hang on there and believe God and get him what he wants. So we must discover what God wants and then release our faith to get it for him. So faith develops like a mustard seed. We do not suddenly become mighty men and women of faith. Some people have tried to achieve a $10,000 faith goal when they have only $10 faith. Just because someone else had the faith to do something, it doesn't mean you have the same measure of faith. Think, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Huh. Maybe, maybe not. Now, I remember evangelist I heard speaking, and he, he was an evangelist, so he's full of faith and power. And, and he, he's been preaching all night, and he gets it back to his, uh, to, to his motel, and he's with some of the other pastors, and he says, man, he said, he got all excited, uh, so encouraged. He said, I got so much faith, he said. He said, I can w- probably walk on water. And so with this, he pulls back the ranch slider, <laughs> walks out to the swimming pool, and steps out onto the, onto the water. And when he got to the bottom <laughs> of the pool, he said, why, Lord? And the Lord spoke to him and said, Because I never asked you to. (laughs) See, we can presume we've got all the faith in the world. But you only have faith to get God what he wants. You see, presumption is different from faith. And we've got to know the level of faith that we're at, lest we make ourselves look stupid. Hallelujah. And so many churches, I've known churches that have embarked on million-dollar faith project when they've only had $10,000 faith and the thing's fallen over and been a disaster. But you see, when God says, go and do it, then you hang on to it. You know, and you believe God and you see miracles of his provision. And I, Some of you heard me share, but it was a great thing for me in my early life to see that to, to, we built a church in, in Blenheim. And we got eight acres of land and we built a school and a church. And, and, and the bank said, the bank manager, yeah. he said, you're trying to build an auditorium. He said, this town has been trying to build a civic centre. And he said, it's smaller than what you're trying to build as a church. He said, how are you going to do that? I said, watch. Yeah. He, said, he said, I'm not going to give you any money. But he said, I'll, please invite me to the opening. Because he said, I know you're going to do it. Yeah. This is the bank manager. Mm-hmm. He was there at the opening, front row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See? But it was by faith, and God provided miracle 
after miracle as we sought him because I'd latched on that God, and I had scriptures on, and I'd had it in my heart. This was what God wanted. Hallelujah. And we were back there last couple of uh, 18 months ago, and it was just great to see this place still, uh, a crowd of people in the school, school still had advanced and, and building more buildings and uh, the, the government have just given them the uh, increase to double their, their intake of kids. And, and, and it started with a seed. started with a seed. And I've got all the faith in the world to believe God when I know that it's him, yes? And I'm just trying to grow again in faith. Prove God's faithfulness in everyday living. Believe God to meet your needs. Prove God in tithes and offerings. If you haven't got faith to be generous and, 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 and start to lay aside every week some amount and, and say, Lord, this is, I'm going to set this aside for you. Hallelujah. If you haven't got faith to live in that area, you probably haven't got faith for a whole lot of other things. You know, remember Jesus said, what you do with your money, if you do that well, then I can trust you with the true riches. So there's something about living in that level of faith. <laughs> I remember the, this old guy, and he, he, he was an accountant. And his wife got saved. We baptized her in the Wairau River. It was freezing. And uh, anyway, she got baptized with her two sisters and her mother. Lord help us. They all got saved in the one week. And, 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 and so this was great. And, but the husband, he was an old stick in the mud. He was an old Methodist and he... This crazy church and fancy baptizing them in the in the river, you know, with ice blocks coming down. <laughs> How dumb is that? But he and I, we wanted to get our our books ordered. I said, why don't we give it to Trevor? He's an accountant. We'll get him to to order our books. So we only had a little bit of money at that point. But then he did that. That's very good. Next year he did it again. Next year he did it again. And I so I went and picked it up. He said. I don't believe this is happening. He said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I said, well, I'm believing for 300% every year increase. He said, yeah, but you get it. <laughs> That's the difference. Next year, another 300% increase. Money talks to accountants. He said, I can't beat this. He said, I'm going to have to come to church and find out whether it's real. And then he became... Still, he's in hospital. Old Trevor. This was before he came to church. He's in hospital. So I go up and go, I said, what do you got to read, Trevor? Got anything to read? Oh, no, not really. I said, I'll give you, give you a book. Here's a book, Seed Faith, by Old Roberts. Yeah. Have a read of this, mate. So he has a, God speaks to him, tells him he's as mean as they come. <laughs> And he said, so I said, he said, I, I tried. He said, I gave my wife, he said, I gave my wife $50. And said, go and put that in the offering for Sunday. He said, I've never given any money in my life to anybody. I, I didn't say, I should have said, I can see that. Because <laughs> he was a little mean joker, eh? Little, little uh, Judas. <laughs> Counting the money, Shylock. <laughs> but anyway, I went back to see he said, I don't believe this. He said, well, he said, I, I gave $50 to my wife on, on Saturday night. He said, my brother came to visit me on Monday. And you think I'm mean? You want to see him? And he said, 
Trevor, Trevor, I just need to give you... He said, he gave me a hundred bucks. <laughs> he said, so I went from 50, now I've got a hundred. I said, what are you going to... He said, I'm going to give this away and see what happens. <laughs> and he did. And someone else came into the hospital and gave him $250. Shortly after that, he was in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, you know, God wants to get hold of things and, and do things for us. We need to practice seed faith giving and expect a harvest. See, Jesus said, give. One of the principles of kingdom finance, give. Whatever, if you've got a lack in your life, give something in that area. Learn how to live by faith. If you've got, someone said, I've got no friends. I said, well, you know, how friendly are you? Oh, no, no, I'm not good at it. I said, well, give friendship. Give friendship to somebody else, yes? And then God will give you friendship back. If you lack love, give love. If you lack money, give some money. Planted it. It's not the amount. I remember sitting in a church. I, was, I, was, I don't know what was wrong. We had a few bills to pass, I think, and I thought, man, I'm sitting in this meeting. I'm, I'm the speaker. And the offering said, Lord, what am I going to give to this? I go, whatever's in my wallet, you can have. And the Holy Spirit clearly said to me, $5. I said, oh, my first thought was, oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> but I thought... No, I can do better. I can do better. I can, you know, I've got 50, I can do 100. Well, you know, I've got money, but I've got these things coming up and, and, and I'm sowing for a for thousand bucks. I need a thousand dollars. Just give five. <laughs> so I put five in the offering. Do you know, do you know what I spoke? Guess how much they gave me. And thanks for me speaking. A thousand bucks. Nobody had ever paid me that much to speak in my life. And didn't for years afterwards. <laughs> in fact, some of them would like to pay me a thousand to stop. But, but, and I thought, I thought, wow! Within an hour, I've gone from five to a thousand. I was learning how to practice seed faith and give in the area of my need. I was learning these principles, I was learning these principles, teaching them to the people, teaching the church to operate in this way. One day the treasurer comes to me and he says, he says, we haven't got enough money to pay the wages. I said, what? <laughs> he said, we haven't got enough money. I said, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I went away prayed. I said, right, I come back. Righto. Today we're going to give all our offerings to missions. Morning offering, evening offering, everything today. And the treasurer comes to me and he says, what are you doing? I said, we're going to give money away. Hallelujah. So I said, we need, do we need money? Yes, he said, we need money. I said, well, why, why if we need money? Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you. Do you believe this? I think so. <laughs> I said, well, we might as well find out now, won't we? So let's give all the money. Well, our normal offering at that stage was, was $1,200. We took the offering, morning offering, to missions, ready to give it away uh, to a Bible school in Indonesia. So we do this. Yes, he counts the money. He says, do you know what, he said? The offering today was $2,519. I said, hallelujah, send it quick before I change my mind. <laughs> 
So we give it away, yes? yes. But he says, we've got nothing to do. I said, don't worry about the way. Don't worry about it. Let's see. From that day, the next Sunday, do you know how much we got in the offering? Oh, just over $2,500. Do you know what? It never went under that again. We unlocked something in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because our faith level as a church needed to rise to another level. Yes? Hallelujah. I'll tell you more stories about that when we come on to kingdom finances. I've got so many. Pro provide, prove God in smaller healings. Pray for the dog. That's what you should have prayed for. <laughs> if you had prayed for it, you still would have it. <laughs> Somebody's the whole of the when they took it back, it was gone. It was gone. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell the stories about that. But my assistant pastor, he 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 prayed for uh, he so he went to visit this place and, and the people said, Look, our cat's very sick. I don't know, it was a young cat, it was really sick. He said, Don't worry, I'll pray for it. <laughs> so he prays, lays hands on the cat yeah. and prays for it. What happened to the cat? It died. That's right. It died. He gets there. See you, yeah. He gets there on Sunday morning, and this story had gone around the church by now. That Don had prayed for the cat, and the jolly cat had died. The woman said, "So this was fun. so." He gets there on Sunday morning. He said, "He said you've all heard what happened this week." He said, "I prayed for the cat." Now he said, "Does anyone want prayer today?" And the church said, "No thanks." Ah, oh, that was great, eh? Why do we need to grow in faith? Well, there are something God wants to do in and among us, for us and through us, that we don't have the faith for it yet. I better say that again. There are some things God wants to do in and among us, for us and through us, that we don't have the faith for yet. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He said, I've got a lot of things to share with you. You couldn't handle it right now. That's what he's saying. He said, you need to grow in faith. There's some challenges coming. You need to grow in faith so you can handle what's happening. Uh, and Jesus, uh, God wants to share many things and do many things. He longs that we might grow in faith so we can move into the things that God has prepared. Hebrews 3.19 says, so we see that they could not enter in. That's the promise then for the people of Israel because of what? They couldn't, they couldn't get what God wanted. Because of unbelief, yes? You see, Matthew, that's Matthew 13 and 58. I've got John 13, and if it's not John 13, it's Matthew. Sorry about that. I looked it up today when I was just reviewing it. I thought, ah, oh, John 13 doesn't even have 58 verses. It says that this was in his hometown. He came back home, and, and all the people said, this, this can't be, this can't be happening. This is Jesus. We know Jesus. We know his brothers and his sister and we know his mum and dad. And it just says this. Now he did not do many mighty works there or many miracles there because of their unbelief or because of their lack of faith, the NIV says. See, what happens if we do not grow in faith? We will face pressures that we cannot handle. We will face opportunities that we cannot enter into. You see, this is important. The Holy Spirit knows what you and I are going to face next week. He knows what you are going to face next year. And so he prepares you. He gives you opportunities to grow in faith. 
Things that you can't solve, you need to trust him. Opportunities to be generous, you need to trust him and see what he will do. And so, opportunities to minister, oh, no, no, I can't do that. No, 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 give it to someone else. Opportunities to grow, come, and they, and all the time the Holy Spirit says, come on, grow. Stretch a bit. I know what's coming. See? I know what's coming. And he prepares us over time, and then all of a sudden we, we hit something. So it might be, it might be a, 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 a disaster. It might be a, um, a, everything thrown up in the air. It could be anything. All of a sudden, and he knows what's coming. And you, you hit this thing, or this thing hits you, and, and, you're either, and you've either grown over the previous months, or you're still sitting at the same level. Yes? And so this thing whacks you and, and, and flattens you, or you say, hallelujah, Lord, I'm ready. I'm trusting you through this. And you walk through this valley. Hallelujah. And you fear no evil because you know he's with you. Yes? Because he's prepared you. He, he's, he's gone before you. Or it may be, it may be an opportunity is going to come your way, that he's going to open a door. And he's going to give you an, a, a wide open door. And he says, man, I've got to get him ready. I've got to get her ready so that she's got the faith to walk through the jolly thing. Otherwise, she's going to get to the door and say, ah, no, not me, Lord. I can't do this. Yeah? But, but he has a, an opportunity. He's, 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 he's gone before you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And he's not just talking about heaven. He's talking about going ahead to prepare something for you. An opportunity of blessing. An opportunity of favour. And, and it's coming. But it's going to take some faith to trust him for this, you see. And so he's got it all ready. And he says, and, and you, you, you come in and you come around, say, into the new year. And all of a sudden, this opportunity. And you look at it. Oh, and he opens up a door. You look. Oh, Lord, this is. Oh, man, no. And you shrink because you haven't grown. You haven't taken the opportunities he's given you to trust him and to grow. You've been like a chook walking around in the bottom of the pen, clucking and carrying on. And he wants you to be strong in faith. And so he's getting you ready. Hallelujah. He knows so that you're not blown over and lose the opportunities that he presents to us. If we've not exercised faith earlier on to tackle the smaller, we will certainly not have the faith to tackle the greater. Are we willing to grow in faith? Let every circumstance, every trial, every challenge be used to enable your faith to grow. God wants us to rise up against the things that block the blessing of God, sickness, difficulty, sin, and other mountains. Hallelujah. God is looking for people who are strong in faith and who are giving glory to God. I'm telling you, your faith potential... You know, if you've got faith like a mustard seed, this seed can grow and grow and grow and grow as you walk and grow and grow until nothing's impossible to you. Hallelujah. You can walk through every valley. You can climb every mountain. You can cross every river. You can see the, the enemy scattering in front of you because, hallelujah, you're strong. You've got a God who is mighty. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. And you believe it. You run shaking. You, you know it. Hallelujah. And you, you, you come to different circumstances and you've got faith. Or you say, 
Is it going to... No, it may not fall over straight away, but it will fall. Mm. And you've got faith to trust him and to go the distance and to finish the work and to get the job done. Hallelujah. And God will be saying, and you just know, he settles it in your heart. You're ready. You're ready for what's coming. Hallelujah. And so take the opportunities where you're at and, and trust God. Trust him. See, the truth of the matter is many Christians in New Zealand, if they don't pray for a week, nothing ever is ever going to be any different. If they don't pray for a month, well, life just goes on. And it means we're not stretching. We're not, we're not saying to the neighbour things could be different for you if you trust. We're not, we're not. And we wait, and so often we wait, and the only time we get stirred to praise in crisis. You know, I, I believe that, you know, we, we need to fight the battle at the devil's gate, not wait till he, we're fighting on our doorstep to survive. We need to be out there causing him difficulties and sharing our faith out there rather than letting all the things pile back into us. So we have to live by faith at home. The just, will you'll live by faith somewhere. You'll either live by faith battling your own problems, or you'll live by faith out causing the devil, and he has to battle for his problems, because the church is rising. Hallelujah. Yes? So we need to have faith for our meeting. We need to have faith to believe for people to get saved on Sunday. If I'm preaching and whoever's preaching, when it comes to that point, you know I'm going to give an appeal for salvation. You know, it's, it's, it's time for you to, to get and start praying. If you haven't prayed before, say, Lord, open their hearts this morning. Lord, touch lives this morning. Don't you go to sleep right then. And don't get up and go to the toilet right then. Don't move because God is working by his spirit. There's a harvest coming in. Hallelujah. We don't know who's there in that meeting. <laughs> Waiting to just, and they're on, they're on the point of receiving Jesus. And the battle is going on. And they, they, they want to give their life to Jesus. We need to pray at those critical moments and stretch our faith and believe for this harvest. Yes? Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you. You're such a good God. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us a portion of faith. Even if it's as small as a mustard seed, Lord, that faith has potential. It can grow and grow and grow until we can be the man and woman and the sons and the daughters you always created us to be that have a simple but determined trust in you. That no matter what happens, we trust you, Lord, and we look to you and we believe the best, not the worst. So, Lord, I pray that our faith will give you opportunities to do wonderful things for people. That, Lord, that you will intervene in situation after situation. That, Lord, we will see and we'll, and our children and the young ones in the church will see your hand at work. We'll see gracious works of, of, of miraculous anointings and power among them as you move amongst your people. That, Lord, those people who are not yet Christians will come in and give their lives to you and be changed. Not just for this generation, but for their kids and their grandkids and down generation after generation, Lord, the blessing will continue. Lord, we're fighting for these sorts of issues. Lord, we're believing you, Father. So I pray, Lord, that every seed that we carry in our lives, we'll water it and let it grow and grow and grow. 
Lord, let the harvest come in, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.